Welcome to Fiction Forward, where our fiction is intersectional and our ideas are forward. Heyo, episode six. Yes, we remembered it this time. <laughs> so, welcome back. It has been kind of a long time, but yeah, we're we're back after our after our winter hiatus and boy do we have a lot coming up. <laughs> we do. Um yeah, we actually hibernate in the winter like bears. Yes. So uh, we can't actually come out of our caves during that time. I've been under five blankets for the past month and have yeah. not been able to escape. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a winter coat so large that I can't move, so. <laughs> like in a Christmas story, just I yeah. can't put my arms down. <laughs> um, also... Uh, I don't know if anyone has uh, noticed, it might not be that noticeable, but I have a cold, so apologies in advance if I start, like, hacking or, like, sneezing, making any other noises, just ignore me. (laughs) Don't worry, you won't get sick from this podcast, though, Jackie's... No, you will, actually. I've found a way to transmit my germs over podcasts. (laughs) So, be afraid. (laughs) Be very afraid. Uh, we've been gone uh, a while, but uh, some cool books have come out since we've been since we've been gone. Uh, we should probably mention a couple of them. So we mentioned City of Brass the last time we were here, and uh, unfortunately, the author like schedule wise didn't match up with us. And since it's been a while since it's been released, the publicist for that book would like to wait a little while uh, until like the paperback comes out. But we are still planning on talking about City of Brass. It's still a great book, so still read it. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a really cool book. It takes place in like 18th century Cairo, and there's this girl Nari who's like like a con artist, like on the streets, and she's just like slights of hand and like palm readings to get by, and she's like magic student school, but it's not real. But plot twist, it is real, and she gets sucked <laughs> into it with i guess are jinns basically just like genies yeah i they didn't call them genies genies is like not a thing that anyway yeah it's kind of like a genie imagine the genie in aladdin but like not but like like a like a like a like a person not like a mystical thing stuck in a lamp yes (laughs) um but she gets like she gets caught up in all of this like magic stuff uh accidentally and the tagline is like, there's a reason they say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really excited to read this because I really like Egypt and stuff and like <coughs> history and magic, of course. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this like how this plays out. You've read it already, right? I have. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm really excited to reread it and be excited about it. And also, I'm definitely going to read the rest of the series. So that's cool. Um, but it's, I mean, it's been a decent year for, for representation. I mean, like, there can always be more, but, like, books like Forest of a Thousand Lanterns came out this year, which is written by an East Asian author, has East Asian characters, and people were really excited about it. I didn't get to read it yet, but I've heard good things. (laughs) It's supposed to be good. 
plus, and we're going to talk more about this later, there's a book called Let's Talk About Love by Claire Can, and it has lots of really cool rep in it. It's got people of color of Japanese descent. It's got a black main character. It's a very dark-skinned model on the front of the book, which is awesome. I, like, that was, like, 80% of the reason I requested it. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. Yeah, it was, like, awesome, also, like, natural hair, too. It's, like... yeah. It's a really cool cover. You should all look at it. Also, the main character is asexual, so there's some cool LGBTQIA rep happening. Um, I haven't really seen any, like, really hyped up asexual representation, like, ever, so. (laughs) I'm really excited to read this because I feel like I don't know as much about asexuality and kind of like the dynamics around that um as I do maybe about like other things so like I myself I am bisexual um and I like I'm excited to like learn more about like asexuality and stuff as I'm not asexual and I don't really like I don't understand not that I like I don't understand it but it's just like (laughs) it's not my lived experience so I like I want to like learn more about that perspective you know yeah which is like why representation matters hashtag representation matters but uh also like one of my favorite things about this book is the main character is uh biromantic and asexual nice so like you get to see into the world of someone who like is romantically attracted to both men and women but also they're asexual Mm -hmm. and she has to like describe it to people it's like it's a really good book guys we're we're actually going to have a uh, claire can the author of that book on here with us in our next episode yes so we've got a lot of new books a lot of new things to talk about and just in time for a new year as well yeah, yeah. kelly uh do you have any new year's resolutions um i do i uh part okay so <clears throat> i have <laughs> Part of me, I feel like, you know, you can always make a resolution, like, no matter what time of the year it is to, like, get better. But there's, like, there's nice, like, external motivation that you can get around, like, the new year. Because, I don't know, there's a lot of other people that get on board with, like, either trying to, like, better themselves or, like, better the world around them or, like, their community. So, I don't know, it's kind of nice to ride that, like external like motivation boost because if you're like me and you don't have any internal motivation at all you kind of <laughs> need that sometimes <laughs> accurate though yeah um so my new year's resolution and my resolution for the rest of my life i guess at this point is to just try to be nicer <laughs> to myself <laughs> um yay yeah i don't know you all might resonate with this on on some level but you know you can get like really self-critical sometimes and you know, with like, it, it's really easy to lose perspective of like where one is like in life. Um, you know, for right now, like I'm trying to find like a more permanent job than my internship currently, um, and like I have I have a lot of career goals, like ideas, to, like get there, but like not a lot of things have been like happening around that yet. You know, just a lot of like timing stuff, but. Um, I kind of forget that there's, like, a lot of other things that I'm already doing that are good and, like, I'm succeeding at. 
a lot of things and I, I kind of forget that because I get really focused on like the negative stuff <laughs> like being a podcast host yeah like we are, we are doing <laughs> this podcast and I get to talk to you and that's great and like I get to use my editing skills for this so I yeah I don't know I just want to be nice to myself and like try to cut myself a little more slack <laughs> that's my resolution I am on board with that New Year's resolution because I think that everyone should be nicer to Kelly, including Kelly. (laughs) Thanks. And you should all be nicer to yourselves, too. You deserve it. (laughs) Everyone should be nice to everyone, especially themselves. (laughs) Yay. I have multiple New Year's resolutions. Um, One being to do more stuff for Fictionist because uh, I don't know if I explain this very much but i also run fictionist (laughs) um i'm not just like someone who records podcasts for them i like actually run it uh so i have a lot of a lot of resolutions to like work with local businesses and like get the word out more and we have a really good monthly view count right now so i'm like excited about it and i want to do more with it and uh that's cool and then my other new year's resolution is uh to work out three times a week which sounds really basic but hear me out okay i'm like working with my therapist on this it's like it's not just that i like want to lose five pounds like every other girl new year's day i like for real want to make a lifestyle thing you know of like working out a minimum of a half hour three times a week Mm -hmm. And it's been going well so far, and my therapist has informed me that by uh, by March, I need to be working out twice a week for 30 minutes, and then we're going to try and make it go to three times. Anyway, that is my other New Year's resolution. <laughs> that's a good plan, because that's, like, I don't know, like, exercise really helps with, like, mental health and stuff, and, like, yeah. can really give you, like, a sense of, like, like, confidence in yourself and, like, like oh cool like I did that like I'm successful at something you know yeah I've noticed that when I'm working out because I used to work out like every day mm-hmm. and even if I didn't lose weight because at the time I was on uh, a medication that just like I didn't, couldn't lose weight I was like eating 1400 calories a day which is like way less than you're supposed to and working out for like a minimum of 30 minutes every day mm-hmm. and I wasn't losing any weight and I wasn't at the lowest you know I was at, like, 160 pounds. Like, I could have lost weight. Um, And I, even though I wasn't losing any, I had, like, way higher self-esteem. And I was, like, way happier with the way I looked, even though I wasn't necessarily any thinner. (laughs) So, that's the plan. That's cool. That was not book-related. I'm sorry. But everyone should uh, (laughs) make a a New Year's resolution to to love yourself more. (laughs) Love yourself more by reading more books and listening to our podcast <laughs> accurate <laughs> correct love yourself and listen to our podcast those should be your two new year's resolutions <laughs> so anyway uh if you hadn't noticed by like the blurb that's uh that i'm gonna put over this episode this isn't necessarily about one book in particular we really just wanted to do like a hey welcome back to fiction forward we've been gone for a really long time oops uh like episode <laughs> But before this episode is over, we're going to give you a little teaser of our next episode coming up, where we will be interviewing Claire Can again for Let's Talk About Love. Um, and this book centers around main character Alice, who starts out, she's 
dating a girl, but her girlfriend ends things with her um, after Alice tells her that she's asexual. Um, so her girlfriend doesn't really understand it, and Alice is trying to kind of get back out on, on the dating scene. She meets a boy named Takumi, and just like can't stop thinking about him. It's like, like really wants to date him and stuff, but like she's unsure if he's going to understand her identity or if he's going to misunderstand it, like her past girlfriend did. Um, but I'm I'm really excited to read this. Uh, yeah, yeah, and like. That breakup at the beginning of the book is one of the cringiest things I've ever read. Not, like, the writing. Like, the writing was fine. Yeah. But, like, it was a bad breakup, guys. <laughs> like, okay, it's not. it doesn't need, like, a trigger warning or anything. But, like, yeah. I was, like, emotionally, I was just mortified for Alice. I was like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But it's a great book. Um. I just finished it. Kelly is still reading, mm-hmm. but um, but it is good, and we will have lots and lots of feedback and lots and lots of discussion with the author, which is really awesome. Um, so look forward to that in our next episode, and um, there will probably be some light spoilers, FYI. Um, but yeah, definitely tune in for that. Yeah, because uh, asexuality is not really well understood, I think, in... Well, mainstream media in general, but um, I feel like if you just grabbed like any old person off the street and were like, explain to me what asexuality is, they'd be like, what? So I'm on a website currently. It is whatisasexuality.com. And basically asexuality right. is just sexual orientation characterized by a lack of sexual attraction towards any gender. And that doesn't mean that People who identify as asexuality are abstinent, although there are some aces who choose to be abstinent. It's not a synonym for celibacy. It's not a gender identity. It's also not a disorder, or a choice, or a hormone imbalance, or a fear of sex or relationships. Even though, as individuals tend to be different, some of these may be true for some people who identify as asexual. Some of them might not be true. But the main meat of it is there is not sexual attraction. Um, There could be romantic attraction, like, if you want to date. Or, like, if you're falling in love. I don't know how, like, widely talked about it is, but, like, there are people who identify as aromantic. Like, they just, they don't want to be in a relationship, ever. Mm -hmm. They don't understand romance. They don't need it in their lives. Totally fine. But, like... There's definitely a difference between, like, sexual attraction and romantic attraction, and they're, like, there is a crowbar there. Mm-hmm. And uh, on this on this site as well, they make a point to note that uh, dating, having sex, masturbating, falling in love, getting married, or having children don't conflict with asexuality in any way. Uh, there are many reasons why an asexual person might do these things that do not require sexual attraction to be present. So... Yeah, so, like, asexual people have all kinds of, like, romantic, non-romantic relationships. They can have sex with people if they want to. They can, you know, like, it's all a spectrum. Everything is a spectrum, yes. But 
Um, in terms of this actual book, let's talk about love. Uh, one of the reasons I actually really liked it was that no one really tries to fix Alice, the main character. No one like goes in and is like, you know what? I think you just haven't found the right guy. There's, yep, you you just haven't, yep. Which people do to like Ugh. lesbians and bi people all the time. Just yeah. all the time. Everything, yes, all the time. So luckily that doesn't happen to Alice. I mean, like, obviously there are ignorant people in the book. Obviously, like, some of her past experiences that aren't in the book have been bad. They're mentioned a couple times. But none of her friends, none of the people that are, like, really important in her life are trying to, like, quote-unquote fix her, Mm -hmm. um, which is really, really awesome because I feel like sometimes there's that trope in YA where (laughs) you you find a nice guy and all, all of your problems are gone. Not that asexuality is a problem, but, like, you see what I'm saying here. Yeah. No one tries to fix anything. Yeah. But, like, um, other other not-as-informed people in society may think that it is a problem, and plot twist, they are yeah. wrong. Yeah. So, um, Alice is, like, really romantic and wants, like, a fairy tale romance love story, and it's, like, really frustrating for her because no one understands asexuality, and it's really, really, really frustrating. So, yeah, but... You know what? We're going to talk way more about it in our next episode. So I think we've given you a decent teaser. Um, And speaking of next episodes, uh, in a plot twist of huge proportions, we've actually planned ahead past uh, just the next episode. Uh, so yeah, we have we have like a few authors coming in and um, a few that we're still talking to and then a whole bunch of books that we have, you know, in our queue. So after we chat with Claire Ken in our next episode, we're also going to be talking to John August, who wrote Arlo Finch in the Valley of Fire, which is another very recent YA book. And then after that, we'll be talking about a book called White Rabbit, which is another YA book by Caleb Roaring. I might be mispronouncing that. It's fine. Anyway, he's also going to be with us on the show. And we also have just a bunch of books like on a list, some really great books like um, The Upcoming Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi, who is like a super young, super awesome, amazing new YA author who like got this awesome, I think it's seven figure YA book deal that like already has a movie deal. Yeah, like it's amazing. So she's like, definitely reading that. Yeah. She's like 23, I think. I think so. And she's a like, Nigerian-American author. and Like literally my age, I'm crying. Yeah, she's just incredible. Um, and the book is like a West African fantasy novel. I'm just like, yes. It yes. sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know she I don't know if she's gonna be able to make it on the show. I've been talking to her agent for a little while, so fingers crossed, but either way we're definitely gonna read it and it's definitely gonna be awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited for that as well. And just like just being able to see like more representation uh in not only like book subjects, but like the authors who are writing them as well. It's just really incredible. And I feel like we, as, like, the youth who are reading these books... The youth. The youths. <laughs> the youths who are reading yes. these books. You know, we have a lot of power to influence the publishing world as well. You know, like, 
we can we can advocate for more authors like Tomi Adeyemi. A couple episodes back, we were talking about how powerful and sometimes dangerous a tool Twitter can be <laughs> <laughs> to um, to to really stir like social change. But the nice part is is that you know we do have a we do have platforms like Twitter, you know, Facebook and like other social media platforms to be able to put pressure on publishing companies and say like, hey, this isn't good enough. We need you to do better. Like, you know, hey, I'm a, you know, this is my identity. I don't see this like anywhere in in like young adult novels. Like the next time you get a novel that has something like me in it, like, please pick it up. Like, it, you know, they they have to listen when the younger generation demands that you know, they do better. Like, the publishing companies have to listen because they're, like, we're the ones buying their books. So if, you know, publishing companies aren't trying to keep up to speed with, like, what, like, young people are, like, wanting to read about and, like, wanting to see in books, then they're not going to be able to keep up at all. They're going to fall behind, you know? Yeah, I mean, what's really nice about YA in particular is that, like, it's really targeted toward young adults, even though everyone knows that not only teenagers read YA at this point, like, it's still generally skews a lot younger. And since it skews younger, a lot of the audience that they're searching for really wants to see more better representation. They are really tired of reading the same story over and over again written by the same person. And I think it's been really beneficial. I'm really looking forward to where YA is going. And, like, I think it's really, really great that even if, like, an editor or a publisher is personally, like, kind of an ass or, like, (laughs) racist or sexist in some way, like, they still want to get paid, man. So if they see a book that they were supposed to make millions on that has one star on Goodreads by everyone because it's terrible, like, they're going to take that to heart and be like, man, if I want to make money on the next one, I need to keep an eye out for what these people want, because they're the ones buying our books. Mm -hmm. And, like, when I was a kid, women writing fantasy, especially YA fantasy, like, there were none. It was, like, the Tortal Legends by Tamora Pierce. Like, that was it. Oh, yeah, Tamora Pierce. Those were the ones. Yeah, and, like, they were amazing, but also, like, she got a lot of pushback by being a woman writing fantasy, Mm -hmm. and, like, pretty much the only place women could write fantasy were, like, children's books. Anyway, my point is that now, in the modern day, like, every new YA book that's, like, being championed by the publishers is usually written by a woman, and it's usually a white woman. So now, instead of changing it to women, we have to think about a larger sphere, You know, like, we need to be adding all sorts of different identifying people, different POC identities, different LGBT identities, lots of own voices. Like, as much as I want to read books about, like, different people of color characters, I'd love for those books to be written by the same like people of color authors. Yeah. That would be that would be ideal. The, the like people have like the same lived experiences that they can say like, "Hi, this is what I've lived. Like this is my truth. I am going to tell you about it." You know? Yeah. And like that's just ideal. So, but the really great thing I think about YA is that they they kind of have to listen to the younger generation and the younger generation wants more representation and better representation. And you have a platform to do that as a young person listening to this podcast. And even if you are young, if you are 
not young and you are listening <laughs> to this podcast, you can still, you still have the power to do this. Like through Twitter, like writing emails Goodreads. to publishers, Goodreads. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many platforms for your voice to be heard now. Yeah. And it's like, if you're thinking it about a book, someone else is probably thinking it. Like if you're reading it and thinking to yourself, this is kind of problematic. Like I can guarantee you at least 10 other people are like, thinking the same thing Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) so not only can the publishers hear your voice too we can also as well and we would love to hear from you we're always up for discourse and i mean like seriously if there is anything on this podcast that you're like that's not right like that's that's you shouldn't say that about like this person or like this is the wrong way to like you know view that or like basically if you just like just please tell me i'm an idiot so i can learn from this (laughs) definitely tell kelly she's an idiot no i'm kidding please don't but uh but also like even if it's not about our podcast in particular like if you just want to rant about a book being problematic or like media in general like Mm -hmm. i can't even describe to you how much kelly wants to talk about media and critique it this is all i think about like i told you guys this so many times (laughs) send me stuff about media and like or puppies yeah and if you have like any other suggestions for like books that you think we should review or like guests that you think we should interview or or dogs that you think we'd love just send it to us it's okay um you can reach us on twitter at the handle at fiction underscore forward the underscore is very important or you can email yep. us at fictionforward at fictionistmag.com that's all one word, lowercase, no underscores there. Um, yep. But we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you didn't notice that the domain name of our email is at fictionistmag.com, it is, because uh, that is our kind of parent publication. And if you want to ever head over there, we publish a lot of reviews. and <laughs> Yes. And uh, there's actually a review of Let's Talk About Love that's live on the site right now. Um there's also some other ones, so if you ever want to head over there, feel free. Um, but in the meantime, we are going to see you next time when Claire Can is going to be here, and we're going to be talking about her book, Let's Talk About Love, yeah. and it's going to be super. And that is the end of our very short episode today, so we'll be back next time. Yay! I love you guys! Bye! Be kind to yourselves. <laughs> Yay! Thank you.